Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everybody. Today is May 16th, and so we're going to read Proverbs chapter 16, first in the ESV and then in the message version. Verse 1 says, The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for, and by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. An oracle is on the lips of a king. His mouth does not sin in judgment. A just balance and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to do evil, for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are the delight of a king, and he loves him who speaks what is right. A king's wrath is a messenger of death, and a wise man will appease it. In the light of a king's face there is life, and his favor is like the clouds that bring the spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. Whoever guards his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. The wise of heart is called discerning, and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. Good sense is a fountain of life to him who has it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise makes his speech judicious and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. A worker's appetite works for him. His mouth urges him on. A worthless man plots evil, and his speech is like a scorching fire. A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. A man of violence entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. Whoever winks his eye plans dishonest things. He who purses his lips brings evil to pass. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. And then in the message, that same proverb says, Mortals make elaborate plans, but God has the last word. Humans are satisfied with whatever looks good. God probes for what is good. Put God in charge of your work, then what you've planned will take place. God made everything with a place and a purpose. Even the wicked are included, but for judgment. God can't stomach arrogance or pretense. Believe me, he'll put those upstarts in their place. Guilt is banished through love and truth. Fear of God deflects evil. When God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. Far better to be right and poor than to be wrong and rich. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. 
A good leader motivates, doesn't mislead, doesn't exploit. God cares about honesty in the workplace. Your business is his business. Good leaders abhor wrongdoing of all kinds. Sound leadership has a moral foundation. Good leaders cultivate honest speech. They love advisors who tell them the truth. An intemperate leader wreaks havoc in lives. You're smart to stay clear of someone like that. Good-tempered leaders invigorate lives. They're like spring rain and sunshine. Get wisdom. It's worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. The road of right living bypasses evil. Watch your step and save your life. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. It's better to live humbly among the poor than to live it up among the rich and famous. It pays to take life seriously. Things work out when you trust in God. A wise person gets known for insight. Gracious words add to one's reputation. True intelligence is a spring of fresh water, while fools sweat it out the hard way. They make a lot of sense, these wise folks. Whenever they speak, their reputation increases. Gracious speech is like clover honey, good taste to the soul, quick energy for the body. There's a way that looks harmless enough, look again. It leads straight to hell. Appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all the harder. Mean people spread mean gossip, their words smart and burn. Troublemakers start fights, gossips break up friendships. Calloused climbers betray their very own friends. They'd stab their own grandmothers in the back. A shifty eye betrays an evil intention. A clenched jaw signals trouble ahead. Gray hair is a mark of distinction, the award for a God-loyal life. Moderation is better than muscle. Self-control, better than political power. Make your motions and cast your votes, but God has the final say. So again, in Psalm 6 or Proverbs 16, I have just picked out a few verses. And I think that there is a central theme for me as I'm reading Proverbs 16. Some of the verses that I chose were that the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The lot is cast in the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. So the central theme that I see in this proverb is the transcendent will and purpose of God. There has been so much debate by people smarter than I am over what the will of God is like and what it isn't like. Are we always in the will of God? Is each decision preordained? Are we able to choose to deviate from the will of God? Do we partner with him in it? Can it be thwarted? Can our lives be so messed up by personal decisions or outside circumstances that we lose sight of the will of God altogether? Nothing to me is as silly a comment as everything happens for a reason. As if the death of a loved one or a tragedy or a trauma has a propelling reason. But we are also, as humanity, not okay with unreasonable events. We tremble at the idea of meaningless things in a futile life. Because we're actually made for tender care and attentive protection. We're made for inheritance and purpose. Adam and Eve were placed in the garden with jobs to do and a calling to fulfill, to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue it, and to walk with God in the cool of a day. The purpose and will of God is laid out in stark and simple terms by Paul in a letter to the Thessalonian church. He says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then in Romans chapter 8, we see that God's redemptive hand is over all the events in our lives. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. 
for those who are called according to his purpose. The events of your day are overseen by the kindest person that has ever lived. He will work each thing in your life into his triumphant will for you. And you, while you wait for the transformation of terrible things to good, have permission to rejoice always, to pray continually, and in everything to give thanks. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As I was reading this proverb and just encouraged at how God works over all things and rules over all things, I was thinking about Psalms. Um, There's a Psalm in Psalm 131. It talks about how I have stilled and I've quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Um, Before that, it even says, I have not concerned myself with matters too great or too lofty for me. And I think sometimes with the will of God and with tragedy and with things going on in our lives, it's tempting to try and understand or predict or um, to, to try and reason everything together. But what we do know is that we can just trust that God's will for our life is what Paul said, that we would rejoice always, that we'd pray continually, that we would be able to give thanks in all things, and that all things in our lives, as we yield to the Holy Spirit, He is faithful to use every single thing for our benefit and for our good, to teach us and to mold us more into the image of His Son. So I hope that that is encouraging to you, and if anything stuck out to you in Proverbs 16 that I didn't mention, go back and read over that, look at it in different versions, and Um, I just hope that you're receiving from the Lord whatever he wants you to get out of these Proverbs. It's so exciting to do this with y'all, and there's so much in every single proverb that I'm sure I'm missing a million things. And that's the invitation is for us to just chew on this word together, to delight in it, like Amy Carmichael says, as if it's a multifaceted jewel. I hope you have a wonderful day. See you back here tomorrow.